It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! Not familiar. Who was that? That is uh, the replacements. Oh. One of my all-time favorites. Nice. Uh, off the album Tim, their song is called "Hold My Life." Uh, it is. They're just an amazing band. If you've never listened to them, so they got into popularity around the '80s, and I kind of always like knew who they were and mm-hmm. you know stuff, but I didn't really get into them a lot until kind of like in my t- probably later 20s and um so they started out they're from minnesota they started out as a a punk band and you know very uh garage kind of cult following they were known for just being so inebriated during shows that you were for the most part if you got a show it probably Mm -hmm. was complete and total garbage but and that's if they showed up and Paul Westerberg was the singer. Um, and so they, they put out a couple of albums. Uh, Sorry, Ma, Forgot to Take Out the Trash was their debut EP, which Great is just name. straight, yeah, straight up, just, you know, cheesy garage punk band. Uh, good, though. Uh, then they made Hootenanny. They made a couple of other albums that then they started kind of filter off and become like actual musicians and mm-hmm. actual lyricists. 
and they put out three albums that to me uh, are like there's no band that stacked together three better albums like right in the Consistent, middle of their career right. and not many bands can pull off an album called let it be but they did um so let it be nice. tim and um nice to meet me are the three albums and they're just bangers start to finish well, fantastic uh yeah and I, got, uh, I think i think you would really like tim i this got album. kind of an, an american um version of the alarm there for that track you know what? That's that's interesting because yeah, I can see where you're coming from with this. Which is, I have a funny, not a funny story, but a quick story. So like, my son listens to mostly rap and hip hop and stuff, right? Really interesting. Yeah, and he over the last year or so has started getting into more, uh, you know, our music from like our high school times, you know. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Alice sure. in Chains, all those bands. So, like, he, he always asks me, you know, like, send me good songs. I want to, so, like, I remember, like, uh, like I, when I sent him State of Love and Trust from Pearl Jam, like, listen to this. Probably my favorite Pearl Jam song. Like, he was it's like, great Dude, this is an amazing song. So, when we were driving up to the Devils game, uh, you know, a month or so ago, I kept on, I had Sirius on, and I just basically kept Lithium on. Lithium, grunge. It's yeah. all grunge at this point. Yeah. And he was, it was that and like first wave I was flipping back and forth to, right? So he was really liking it. So I, song came on, I didn't like, I flipped over to first wave and they were doing some countdown and they were just starting Spirit of 76 from the alarm. And I'm like, I absolutely love this freaking song. And I had it blasting. That's a long song. Yeah. Dude, he's on his phone. Like, wait, what's the name of this song? He's like putting it into his thing. He's like, he loved it, dude. I was so happy because uh, I love the alarm and not yeah. many people do. And uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, he, I only know it because of you. I got the one album, whatever. I forget the name of it. You know, standards. The it's their yeah, greatest standards. hits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, I still listen to it to this day. I, I had great. it on the other day at work. Um, you know, just uh, that's a great album. And I don't so really, I don't songs. really do like the the British sound punk thing. I don't, but yet I like the alarm. I think that just really means that if I was exposed to more, but I'd probably enjoy it too. Yeah, I just don't grab it. But I mean, speaking of grunge, of- man, how lucky were we to grow up in that era compared to like Auto Tune and whatever they do now? Like, I, I don't know. Like to me, maybe this, I guess every generation says that, but. That, I that completely music agree. Awesome. Now, let me, before we get into hockey, we're the Uncle Puckers, by the way. Chris and Bobby. Uh, Dan says he's joining us off of a freshly off of a brand new hip that he had put in today. So, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting if he gets on. Do not um, judge our demographic. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so like when we were born, like we're born mid seventies, right? So we are young like uh, adolescents in the 80s right so like we were right in the middle of like you know the riding your bike out all all the time outside they're just you know no phones and all the shit that you street see lights on. that was a real yeah, thing you know the, the whole lights yep. drinking out of the hose you know yep. the garden hose like that whole yeah that was us right yep. but do you consider yourself a child of the 80s or a child of the 90s because right when we get into high school right the decades flip mm-hmm. And we are now like sophomore year and all of a sudden all these great bands and stuff are popping up and, you know, all this other stuff. So, like, do you consider yourself a child of the 80s? Or before we get into that. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hi, I'm a child of the 70s. <laughs> you look like how, a child of the 70s. How, how, how do you feel, brother? 
I'm feeling all right. Not too bad. Not too bad. I got my new ro- robot hip put in. So this morning, um, yes, and you're on the yeah. uncle puckers. That's dedication. This, this is, yeah, yeah this is, you know, he's a little loopy a though because he thinks physical, he's a child of the seventies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's many, a huge they give physical you for thing to make this show, but I somehow managed to do it. Mm, I can I sit on my ass. Bike it in. No, they gave me um, perks, so I got those. But you could tell there must be pain because I feel nothing good. It's just yeah. blah. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're in pain. Well, yeah, I guess it's nice so. that you joined us. We missed you. Yeah, it's great to be back. I missed a few of them in there. So I was just talking. I'm curious what you think. Like, because I was just saying, like, how we were kids in, in the 80s, you know, we were kind of, right. you know, our, our formative years of being, you know, outside all the time and just, you know, riding our bikes all over town and all the other stuff. But then, like, when the 90s came, we were, in, like, right in high school starting. So do you consider yourself like growing up during the 80s or growing up during the 90s? Yeah, I know. That's a tough one. I mean, you kind of do have... A little bit of both. You know, zero to... Yeah, right. Zero, zero to 20 is like your formative years more than any other, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I and went... so like you get, yeah. you know, 10 in each. Yeah, close that's to true. That. That's I was, true. I went from 6 to 16 in the 80s. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then from sixteen to twenty six in the nineties. So I mean, a child of, I'd have to say the eighties, but the nineties were definitely more of the formative years for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that really made me who I am. I, yeah, I agree. That's true. Uh, I think that yeah. latter half matters more, yeah. Bob. You're right, but you know, but think about though. Like, I think that we were really lucky because I do think like that last really cool time to be a kid was the eighties. I know. We just know? got done watching uh, Train Spotting. And it's so oh, funny geez. you guys are talking about this because, yeah, of course, we, we weren't Scottish. Uh, but I was still not saying, Scottish. no, we weren't. <laughs> I don't plan and, on and being Scottish. I'm probably never going to be Scottish. Uh, probably. probably not. But, you know, I was looking at that movie. It's like, that is like one of the best movies kind of of the 90s. Like, it really seems like it embodies that era. And for good and bad, I don't know. It just, uh, I feel like I identify way more with that than. Some of those '80s movies—they—they they don't, they don't seem like they relate to me at all. Like, I, I get uh, that. Know. I mean, other than the ones that we constantly talk about and quote on this show, like you know that the group of you know the Star Wars and the Indiana Jones and the Back to the Futures and the Goonies well, and all the Ferris Bueller and true. those those movies that you know kind of. But we also weren't watching like rated R movies and stuff. They, like, they, I remember those like, movies weren't about us. Yeah, like, they, like, the we people had no in those movies. They were older kids, you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe my, Goonies is the closest thing because it centered around little kids. Right. M- most movies don't. And this is why I love, I think why I love Stranger Things so much because it brings yeah. me back to that time when, you know, that was us, you know, mm-hmm. riding your bike everywhere. Like I remember I the, check when that out. the weather was, you never watched Stranger Things? No, no. Oh boy. No, you're for treat. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but you know, I, I, I you got to watch it. I'll Absolutely. put it on the binge. Yeah. Sit down and bang out all four seasons. But, um, you know, I got, like, I remember being, I think I was like 11 or 12 and one of our friends, Eric, I'll just say who he is, but, uh, his mom and his mom's boyfriend at the time took me and Eric and there was somebody else with us to movies at the mall, the ocean County mall. And we were like 11. They took us to see fatal attraction. All right. (laughs) 
Yeah. There you go. Cross when you're 11 years old, like the last thing you are interested in is a goddamn movie like Fatal Attraction. Like I, yeah. I just, I, I could not understand that. Um, and, and like in the 90s, I think, okay, like, you know, yeah, we we were in high school, out of high school, early 20s, right? Like, and so like that was probably, I would say, definitely a lot more influential in my life than the 80s. But I do miss yeah. the 80s. Sure. Yeah, just, definitely. In that aspect, like I, I would be home sitting in front of my TV and my mom, like even the weather was nice, nine o'clock in the morning, she would just come up, turn the TV off and say, go outside. Yeah, that was it. Go outside. But it didn't matter where I was going. Didn't matter. Just as long as I was home by six for dinner. That was yeah. it. And she just kicked me out every day. It really kind of was oh, like one of the last times that you could do that. I think ever. We're not going to have that kind of childhood freedom anymore. No. It's a no. life 360 and everything. And then, uh, it's turned into black right mirror. You know? See where the hell my son is. Um, <laughs> yeah, but <exactly. laughs> let's. Uh, so how about we jump into some some hockey? Um, yeah. You know, we we went up last night to the mighty San Jose Sharks. You know, yeah. this last place team, worst team in the league, and we did what we should have done to most of these teams that are below us. Yeah. And we scored a lot of goals, and we beat them seven to two. And I didn't get to ask you what was your confidence level going in because those have been the games that I've been worried about this year. Uh, Honestly, my confidence level going in was not high. I, I would have said, uh, you know, a coin flip chance that they're going to pull it off is mm-hmm. really where I was at. Um, and I don't even think that they played that well. I think that San Jose is just that bad. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at a lot of those goals and, you know, Kakanich should have had at least mm-hmm. the two from the D-men from the well, point. Uh, balls, I'll give them. That was a rocket. Um, hell of a slap shot, but like the Smith one and the Miller one, he probably should have had those. Um, but you know, okay, who cares? It's a win and it's a big win. And hopefully these guys can start feeling a little bit better about themselves and move forward. But, uh, Bobby, what'd you think of the game? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, he's just a beast right now. So that's absolutely awesome to see. Yeah. I think that it's clear that um, Jack still wasn't 100%, maybe still isn't, because that was the first time he really did look like himself yeah, in he quite great. some time. Um, I thought Dawes looked pretty good. I thought I did see the urgency. I'm a little pissed off that there was a 20-second delay on them taking away my Meyer goal, yeah. which would have you know, definitely gone into my predictions. But aside <laughs> from that, and Ball's awesome shot, I disagree with you a little bit. I think that if they play like that, I think they did play a good game, and I think if they play like that, on most nights, they're going to win, and probably not by a score of seventy-seven to two because a few of those goals were questionable on a, on a weak goalie. But maybe four to two because he does, you know, any other goalie stops three of them. So I think if if they play to that level, I'd be pretty comfortable with that. Okay. And I wasn't, I wasn't uncomfortable going in. I wasn't like fifty-fifty. I, I thought they c- will probably win the game, but I was still nervous. I mean. Um, I felt shitty after the first period for sure. Like I was, we were down one nothing. Hard not to. And same I, thing, I, right? I and I will say this to any probably there are none, but if there are any San Jose Shark fans or anybody that knows any San Jose Shark fans, like we really feel for you. We know what it's like mm-hmm. to have Mackenzie Blackwood go out there, look That's good, right. and then have to friggin' go away for injury all the friggin' time. Yep. This guy is just he cannot stay healthy. And that is a great point because we didn't always hate that guy or, or put the hate on him that we did last year. It's exactly what you just said. We just saw glimpses of him being good. He could never stay healthy. And then when he was bad, he was particularly bad. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a and great assessment. And he was assessment. always, 
always battling something, right? Yeah. It was just always something. I know. Uh, I, you know, I really thought he was going through a bad patch, and okay, he's due for some good health, but it never went that way. And right. and you know, he played great in the first period. We could have had two or three on him. Um, you know, so I don't know how this game goes if Mackenzie Blackwood plays all, all sixty minutes the way he played uh, that first period. Um, yeah, I'm sure he wanted a good outing. Yeah, and you know the same shit that happens to this guy his whole career, man. He cannot stay on the ice. But uh, I feel for you, Shark fans, because we dealt with it for way too long, and now you are. But um, you know, it's just it's. I'm super happy they they got the win. They should win Friday yep. night against the Ducks. Um, and what I want to do here is kind of handicap the rest of this season, and let's see where we all think this team is going to end up. And now we don't have a crystal ball and this is, you know, just for fun. And just for anybody that does listen to the show, when we say the words reckless speculation, understand that reckless speculation is just that. Don't take us seriously. It's a safe space for us to spew out whatever nonsense we want. Some of it good, some of it not. Like I even posted on X yesterday about the Brady Kachuk thing. And I wrote like, and even wrote on there, like this is reckless speculation. I don't want to add more players into the mix or anything. Right. Just what do Devil fans think about trading Jesper Bratt for yeah. Brady Kachuk? You were more looking at not facilitating an actual trade. Just looking at as a hockey player, would you do a one-to-one? Would you rather yeah, switch those it. two players? That's it. Obviously, that trade would never happen, as you put it. But just are you in love with Brat or right. would you be willing to, you know, take and Brady so many Kachuk? people were awesome and wrote, you know, we'd love to have this move. Right. I'd love to have Brady Kachuk, but then you also have the ones that, well, it can't be Brad. It's gotta be that. No, that's right. it. It's this hard is, not to do it's that. Reckless because, speculation. Right. And Throw I out. would even say in that particular trade, if they were looking for something with a little more, uh, oomph behind it, like I would even flip that and say, how about Timo Meyer for him? Cause even mm. that I would do. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would do that one, Bobby. That's a good one. I you don't know, know if I one. would do Timo for him. The I thing just is, think... we talked about before. It's not that I don't like Timo Meyer at all. I love Timo Meyer. I just there's something about this team that's not gelling and working together. So sometimes you got to get rid of a superstar to get another one, and because uh, we know Ottawa also has a kind of a toughness problem, right? So they probably wouldn't want a Jesper Bratt. Meyer should maybe at least change the equation if we were to delve into that. But again, stupid speculation. This is a trade that's not going to happen either way. I would love for it to, though, because I just I, I went to bed last night watching that game. I fell asleep, so I, I taped it and I finished watching it this morning. And uh, all I was thinking about was Jack Hughes in the middle of Brady Kachuk and Timo Meyer, I, And that's just an amazing line. For sure. So, but back to what we're doing. We're going to. So, you know, again, we don't have a crystal ball. So you just have to take. How this team has played this season and maybe past performances against some of these teams that we had already played before. And just give me an idea of, do you think this is a a win or a loss? Straight up, all right? I don't care about the overtime losses or whatever. Just one-to-one, win or loss. So to Friday night, we play in Anaheim against oh. the Ducks. Bobby, is that a uh, win? Uh, oh, wait, okay, you want to go this way. I, I, uh, yeah, how did you want to do it? I thought that maybe you were just going to share your total thoughts on the remaining schedule and then we would kind of rebuttal against it. And I'll do it one-to-one like you do. Just going into it, just to, to preface, I did look at it from two different ways. And number one, I looked at it from the standpoint of where they are right now, three quarters through the season, five games over, 500, regular 500, you know, whatever. Right. So with a quarter left, I said, okay, that warrants maybe two games over 500. So basically I just kind of did the math there. And that was the foundation for how many wins I think they can get. 
Okay. Right? And then I kind of backfilled the wins and losses. So kind of kind of forecasting at the same time as going with each team. Yeah, I didn't do it that way. I just went through, like, the way that we know that this team has been playing, the way it's built right now, can they beat or do you think they're going to beat whoever it is? And I just threw W's and L's on there. Sure. So, so, okay, so the Ducks, I have them winning that game. I think they win on Friday. What do you guys think? I have the Ducks winning. I mean, I've said the Devils winning. Sorry. Okay. Daniel? Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I see it both ways with this. So just going this way with it. Um, I guess that should be a win. Okay. So we all agree they 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 should get a win on Friday. But then on Saturday afternoon, they go to L.A. and they play the Kings. I have that as a loss. Same here. Back-to-back loss. Dan? <sighs> because it's back-to-back, yeah. Yeah, and Dawes will probably get both of those if he plays well against Anaheim. He's it's really going to be unfortunate if that's the case because then you're looking at uh, playing the Panthers next, and that's mm-hmm. going to be the toughest of the three. Um, I'm going to I'm going to say there's a world in which the, the Devils win this game against okay. the Kings, but you know so I'm now, very not confident about that. But you got them on a three game winning streak right now, which is good. Uh, Bob yeah, and I have you know why I'm trying to keep it, and this is foolish to do in a small scope. But I think they're capable of winning three out of four. I think sure. they are. So, like, doing a small scope, it's like that's kind of dumb, but I'll, I'll keep I, it there. I yeah. think they're capable. But when you see this gauntlet of the schedule I know. that we're about is, to go through here. Like, where do you find those three out of yeah. four stuff? So, right. so now they, they fly home on probably Saturday after the game or early Sunday. They maybe get, you know, Sunday night to go grab dinner, do their laundry, and they're back at it on Monday at home against the Florida Panthers. That's an L. I got them losing that one. To you know, for you're going to have to prove the world wrong to win that one. I'm, you got to be beyond optimistic to think they're coming out. I got to go with the L. Okay. And then we play at home against the St. Louis Blues, who beat us pretty handily last game in their building, and that's the game that Jack went twirling into the boards and was out for like five or six games. Right. But regardless, Blues, I have that as a loss. I've got a win for that game. Okay. Yeah, I will give them a win. I'm trying to uh, find my three out of four here. All right. So um, being a little maybe overly optimistic, but and I think it's doable. Okay. Then we finish up our three-game homestand at home against the Carolina Hurricanes. I have an L. Yeah, I have an L. We're at home. We play worse at home. Carolina Hurricanes just kind of own us. To me, that's a loss. I have to, on paper, agree with you. What a great way to, you know, Look at both those games, the Panthers and the Canes. If they can win one of those two, yeah, that's so impressive. So, yeah. But i got to put yep. it down as an L for now. now. Let me just interject here. Just yeah, please. So, so everyone knows where we're going with this. There's there's a probability that at least one of us is kind of going into the doom version of this with their picks. I will say that my picks are lining up into the positive, i.e. possible playoff version. Yet it seems like we're still – pretty close so far so it's going to be interesting how that kind of pans out that's what i mean how one of us can think that no way and one of us <laughs> thinks we can so well yeah. i mean right now you guys have dan's got three wins out of these five games you have two i have one so i have them right now losing four in a row kings panthers blues hurricanes oh and then we go to madison square garden and play the rangers mm-hmm. um you know what? I'm going to go off the beaten path here and say that if they're not up for that game, then they don't deserve to be in the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give them the dub in the garden, even though I feel so – I don't feel good about this at all. So I'll give them the dub. Bob? 
I'm also going with a W in the Garden. I, I have so much more confidence in this team on the road right now. When it comes to a must-win game, if I had to flip a coin, it depends on where they're playing. And right now, okay. I'd rather the must-win away. And yep. how about you, Dan? I, I was thinking the same thing the whole way. If this was a home game, I might be uh, less confident that they're going to, you know, come up with the guts they need to to redeem themselves. They must feel castrated by that performance, and this is I their chance. So. This is their and, chance to rewrite that story. They know they let the whole, you know, Devils Nation down with that output. And so, you know, they got to get up for this one. You know, it's possible they still lose it, but it's definitely going to be a closer thing. For now, I'm going to go with the win. Okay. And then they uh, stay on the road after the Rangers, and they go to play the Dallas Stars in Dallas. Now this is a game that they completely kicked our butts in our own building. I'm saying wash, rinse, repeat. That's an L. For me, I've got kind of a, a low excitement level come out of that. Again, on the road, I have this down. I know we're not really doing these, but I have an overtime loss, which very specifically plays into where I'm going by the end of this. So I do have a loss, but they are going to pick up a point. All right, I'll give you the OTL. And yeah, okay, I didn't think about that option. It's pretty yeah, smart, I wasn't especially if we're either, trying to go yeah. over the next 20 games. Well, remember, I'm, but, trying, to, I'm trying to forecast how they can make the playoffs. So right. This is where yeah, I'm exactly. building my whole foundation. Okay. And what about yeah. you with Dallas? Um. Boy, this is definitely overly optimistic, but I'm going to give him the win with this one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then we stay on the road and we go to the desert and we play the Arizona Coyotes, who I don't think they've won yet in this month of February. So I'm going to say Devils get themselves kind of righted a little bit. They beat the Rangers. Maybe they lose to the Stars. Maybe as Bob say, they lose in overtime. They pick up the point. I think they win in Arizona. Um, and they, they they take that game two loss back from them when they came into our building and beat us. So how about you, Bobby? Yeah, I mean, at this point, we're talking 12, 13 games left or something. We always say you got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. This will definitely be a situation where they got to win, so I'll go with the W. Dan? Yeah, uh, we're going to have to give a W on this one. Then they keep up this road trip. It's a four-game road trip, and they're out to the champs. VGK uh, played them really hard at our building, beat them in overtime. Toffoli had the hat trick. Um, that's an L. Yeah. Yeah, it's a day game, so it's an L. <laughs> Just, okay. That's all I need to say. I didn't even realize it was a day game, Bobby. Either. I'm totally with you yeah. anyway, and that's icing on the cake. I mean, they just won the day game I went to, and that was great, but it wasn't against Montreal. And this is uh, Vegas, who's just – I don't see us beating Vegas twice in two games in a year. And yeah. they're going to be, at that point, tuning up for their playoff right. run. So yeah, they're going to, they're going to be in playoff mode, which is something the devils have to absolutely be in this going forward. Now have it's to. gotta be now. I don't know what playoff mode looks like with this team. Cause we haven't seen it at all this year. <laughs> it you is know? kind of so, strange to say, yeah, the devils are in playoff mode, but you know, whatever know. it is that can get them playing better, they have to do it. Um, right. So, Maybe somebody needs to check one of our superstars and then the team will galvanize around that. Yeah, that doesn't happen. No, maybe it would if you had uh, Brady Kachuk on this team. And then I think if you had Brady Kachuk on this team and he was on the line with Jack Hughes, I think it takes one person to look at Jack sideways before it never happens again. I think you're right. So, all right, then our road trip is over. We come back home. We host, which hopefully is a team that will still be behind us Mm -hmm. at this point, and that's the Penguins. We've been playing them well the last couple of years. I'm going to go with a dub. We beat the Pens. 
Yeah. This for me is where they really start to fire on all cylinders. They've been getting healthier lately and progressing towards playing better. And now we've just gone through like another 10 games. So I have that as a W as well. Yeah. And uh, as we get more distant in the future, there's so many things that make these predictions less and less useful uh, streaks and who's doing what, sure. and, you know, injuries and all this other stuff. Dan just said so the puckers definitely. are useless. <laughs> well, I mean, no, he's making <laughs> no, good point. no, I completely you know I mean? get it. You know, it's, look, a crystal ball doesn't have the long distance right. view. Remember we did know? this in the summer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm taking exactly. Bob. Exactly. I'm taking, yeah, we had him. you had him what? 120 points. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, looking at these last 23 games, like I said, the only thing that I can look at is how this team has played up to this point. And right. this is why all the L's are there. Now, uh, they are fully capable of turning that around and right. becoming a very good hockey team, especially if Tom Fitzgerald decides he wants to work for his little extension and promotion he got and maybe do something. Um, but regardless of that, um, I give them the win there. I think, you know, any of these games can go the other way. I really Absolutely. believe that. That's so, good, yeah. But just with kind of like, the ingredients that we've seen so far, this I don't think we're making a playoff cake is all I'm saying. So No, uh, I know what you mean because you're looking at this and, like, you know, one way to do this too would be like look at our record, look at the record of our opponents and, you know, we should beat the teams that we have a better record than. And then you might say, okay, but we're coming together, we're turning it on, so we'll wait it so that teams with, um, you know, a slightly better record than us will beat consistently and teams with a you know um, significantly better record we will still beat um, now and again so mm-hmm. like that would be putting us on an upswing and that's how I'm trying to squeeze three out of four of this but if I did the math I don't know if I'm really gonna right. I, well, I'm with yeah. you too Dan because I'm looking at like when I said earlier about five games over 500 now so yeah that sounds games, pretty realistic because you got to look and say I if if the worst is behind us 75 percent of the season has been a shit sandwich right shitty buns real tasty patty in the middle I mean, then it's logical that they can pull off something similar. Where do similar. you eat? I know. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm not really Today I, ate, it, I ate at the hockey rink watching the, uh, yeah, <laughs> the high school team. That's a shit. That explains that's a shit it. Yeah. yeah. There were some so, 14-year-old so. with shit hands who made you some food. <laughs> Dan, you got the pens uh, a dub there? Uh, yes, for us. Okay. Yes. And then we stay home. We have a little bit of a home stretch here we have three games at home the next Uh-oh. game is against connor hallbuck and the winnipeg jets that's an l uh, that's a huge l for me i, th- I think they're going to try hard but that's they're not going to win that game where you at dan yeah i mean that, <laughs> yes gotta get him the l there yeah. all right then we play the ottawa senators at home i'm giving them a dub against mm-hmm. the ottawa senators yeah me too yeah. the brady less senators no just kidding yeah, but yeah i'll give i'll give them the i'll give them the w on that dan you going dub yes and then we go to the island and we play the Islanders. I think the Devils are going to pull off a two-game winning streak here and they will win. They'll beat the Islanders, keep them below us. And that might be like the nail in the coffin for the Islanders in the playoff race. Well, we'll see what happens. But I got a dub there. Yeah, I would like uh, that. I had the same theory with you. Like now it's time to kind of put them to bed and we owe, owe them a victory. So W for us. Daniel? Yes, sir. Same thing. Can we call you a hipster now? Yeah. There was, a, there was a, a nurse who made that joke. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. Oh, man, I thought I was all original and funny. Yeah. Then, well, then, listen, she had a lot of time to work on that. <laughs> then she go, then we yeah. go up to Toronto for the first time this year, and we play the Maple Leafs. guy next to me didn't need that joke. Why was he? Need. Oh, need. He had a need. He had a need all right, all right. 
I'm waiting. Uh, well, you can make jokes when I get my rotator cuff surgery. So you know, exactly. I don't know what you can do with that, but going to need that at some point. I will shoulder the load. Oh, I like it. I like it, Dan. Thank you. I got an L for Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have an L for that one too. Um, yeah, just even though I like, again, I like their away games. I've said a bunch of times. I think that one's just going to be a tough one to, for them to handle. I get it, but fuck Toronto, and we, we, I think we can do this one. Right. This is where I'm trying to get closer to my three out of four optimism. Well, then we go to Buffalo. I got them winning in Buffalo. I also have them winning in Buffalo. No, yes. no disagreement. Another another team to start okay. to kind of put away there towards the end of the year. Yeah. Which, by the way, um, I've just put them on a four game winning streak, which is so so optimistic. You have. And not only you put them on a four-game winning streak, you have them um, five, six, seven, eight out of – oh, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You have eight out of the next ten wins. That's okay. what you have from the this Ranger game drugs, down to the Buffalo game. Optimistic. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they did what you're saying they're going to do, I'd be very happy. So but he's, then, got a, he's got an eight out of ten scenario? Yeah. Which we haven't done yet this year. No. Well, yeah, no, we haven't. Yeah, that's 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 four out of five. And he has that's, four in a row here, right. and then. And by I, the way, it's going to go up because look at the next game. Yeah, right. that's what I was going to say. This might be that nail in the coffin game for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're coming to our building. I got a dub there. I have a dub as well. And Dan, you're going keeping it strong five in a row. Yeah. It All sounds right. ridiculous. Uh, if you know, I'll be honest though. In the stretch, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped one of those ones they should win. But I will have to go with the odds here and say, yes, they're going to win. And then we go back to the Garden for the last game of the year against the Rangers. I got an L. So I have an L also. It's another back-to-back, second half of a back-to-back. And I did have the win against them earlier. Right. And I just don't see us like outpacing them that much. So an L. I'm going to take a page out of Bobby's book and do the OTL. Okay. And then we are on the road for our second to last. We're down to the final four, our second to last away game, and it's in Ottawa. I still think we can beat them. Again, I'm taking giving them a dub. Me too. Yeah, and in my Rosie scenario, I don't mind going turbocharged here because think about it. If they've gotten this far above average win streak, mm-hmm. they are now fighting for real for playoff positioning. And uh, they're going to – Your gonna logic win. actually becomes – better suited as you get further into your picks yeah if it's crazy it becomes less crazy to stay crazier yeah and then we are home against the predators um (laughs) i know we beat them in their building i just think they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot we're going to be fighting for a playoff spot it's at home i'm going to give them the l yeah i'm going opposite this time i think we're ready to stretch another win out we'll take the w all right Boy, I got way too many wins. I, I somehow I have them vying for first place. I think. Or something. <laughs> I will but see I, where you're I'm at. I'm gonna go. Going. I'm gonna go with the win. All right, all right. Then we have a home and home against Toronto. I'm gonna split these. I'm gonna say we lose to them in our building. We beat them on the road the last game of the season. So that's what I got. What do you guys got for the I, split? I have the exact same thing. We lose in our building. We win in Toronto. Close out the Leafs for the year. That makes a lot of sense, but I just don't like doing the exact same thing. So I'm going to switch the wins and losses for no good reason. All right. That's fair. All right. So as Um, we speak at this moment, now that we've – two more games, Chris. Oh, there is? Oh, that's why. We didn't go into April. They didn't didn't come up yet uh, on these. What were the other games? The Flyers. Flyers. Yeah. And they're both home? Uh, No. The Flyers in Philly – 
Uh, it's a 5 p.m. game on April 13th. I and then we we're done. hosting the Islanders for our oh, closing okay. out I the season we on uh, April 15th. So this second to last game now that we're at, this fire game, this could be for a playoff Everything. position. This could be for it all. I'm going to give the boys the dub in Philly. They're going to beat them. I'm going to yeah, give them the dub as well. This is like everything we thought about from this year. At the very least, we thought the Devils should be a better team. They still are not point-wise right now. But by the end, hopefully this game, hopefully it doesn't mean as much as it needs to mean. But if it does, it'll be a W. All right. I think it does. And I think, you know, don't underestimate how the Flyers will be, you know, working hard for that spot and have had a great season and are at home and remember the stadium series, but fuck them. We're going to get the win. All right. And the last game of the season against the Islanders at home. I think we finished that up strong. We beat the Islanders. I didn't I have think, these last two games in my other. Uh, yeah. You uh, had scenario. nine total wins before. So yeah. Now I'm at 11. So 11. Well, I might still get. I so I think that in my scenario that I've painted, this is a one point needed to get in. And that's exactly what they're going to get with a final overtime loss at the end of the regular season. Okay. Well, with my, um, you know, crazy rosy scenario, we've earned some time and space to rest some guys because we're going to find ourselves in a position where we really can't go up or down. And I'm going to take the L here, give them a little law and averages against Islanders. Uh, say that's how we end the season. It was just one little L there as we rest some guys who may be a little banged up. Now, Dan, out of these last games, you have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 wins. So that is an extra 32 points on the 64 that we have, which would be 96 plus 1 because you gave him an overtime loss. So 97 points, Dan, your scenario should get them into the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I'm that, looking to do. Here. Now, Bobby, now you before have, you, before you yeah. actually, because I know it already too, because okay. I did look at last year's baseline. The last team that made it in was at 92 points. And that's another way that I kind of factored in everything that I was getting. So we needed 13 and a half wins. I gave them 13 wins with the two overtime losses to make up for that. So you should get 26 points out of me. For a total of 92. All right. So you're getting them in with 92. Right. I, I believe it's going to be above the Flyers, but at the very least, I think it can get them in. Guys, did you count how many total games we have left? I forgot. 23. 23, yeah. So I said 16 out of 23. Jeez, I'm going to get myself a calculator. I'm just curious what that <laughs> well, is. Well, I think Dan, though, I think Dan is more on par with what they're going to need. I think out of these 23 games, if you're at 64 points and you have 23 games left for a possible 46 points, you need 30 of those. Easy. You do. But so you know, go through yours first and then I'll give you a counterpoint on that. I'm at 88 points. Uh, I give them an 88-point season with the schedule I have. They missed the playoffs and um, with the team as constructed right now. And they are, you know, this season is easily forgotten and the team had did nothing and a, a, they're a bunch of frauds and a big, giant disappointment. That's where I have them. Um, Chris, I got to say that's so realistic. And I, I, You know, I hate to say that. But I'll tell you what, on the optimistic side, as crazy optimistic as I sounded, I did the math just now. It's not even 70%, 69%, 69 and a half. Let's round it to 70%. Right. You got to win seven out of 10. It's not impossible. I mean, 
That's, it, it, it is still they get possible. healthy and get moving. It is very possible. I just don't know what they can do. Like what what what's going to be done to change this team? Because now, Dan, you weren't with us for a while. Um, we are now pretty much all of us except Tony still are one hundred percent on board that Lindy Ruff needs to go. Yeah, this guy no, I get it. is. I mean, everybody's felt the same way. Yeah, the the comments. I know he tried to walk him back, but um, it's just a bad look. He he's gonna. I can't imagine he's here next year. Do you no. think there's a chance he's going this year? I honestly think that if these next two games go poorly for the Devils, I don't think he's here. I really I think I, the more I, they don't do well now, like I think either way, he's just you're just not going to get rid of him. It's going to uh, look like if if I'm Fitzgerald and I wait two more games to make the change, that's him saying, uh, you know, new coach, you got to come in and win, yeah, seven out of ten. And I think this team's definitely got that. I, just, I, just, I do think I it's know. more likely than not that he will manage to hold on to the, his job until the end of the year. I actually mm-hmm. think with it's each a, passing day, letting him right. go becomes less logical. Right. But Kinda where like he should have so. been fired in January, you know, but there's a lot where, of things we should have done. Yeah. Right. I agree. Early. And now, you know, we're, we're in this position now where we need a lot of things and I'm just, I have no faith that Tom Fitzgerald is going to be able to pull anything off. Now, Bobby, you have some news that may or may not maybe open up the door for Markstrom again. You want to discuss what's yeah, going let me on just, with that? Let me just put a cap on the, oh, on the yeah, prediction please, thing, because again, uh, the 92 point ceiling or bottom to get in, uh, that was last year. And I do feel like it's actually going to be maybe more points than that. Um, yeah. like the way the Red Wings and Tampa's playing, I think the wild card, like you've been saying all along is looking a little yeah, dicier, uh, easier to catch the flyers. So I did the same game with the flyers remaining schedule. I oh, keep hearing nice. about how rough their schedule is. Oh, so I, I had to, I had to be creative with it. Some of these teams that I might've given them a loss for, maybe they, as of right now, they probably look like they're going to win. But right, I got some reasons behind it. I'll run through their schedule yeah. real quick. So they got Washington next. That's the yeah, first. Carter gonna... Hart. That's one reason. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give them a loss against Washington. Washington's actually playing pretty well, right? So, and I just think that the Flyers are going to kind of peel back just a little bit. Um, they got a, a Ottawa on a back to back. I'll give them a win. They got St. Louis next. Give them a win. Then they got the Panthers. I'll give them a loss. The Lightning a loss. Sharks a win. Leafs a loss. Boston a loss. Uh, Leafs again, but I'll give them the win. Got the Hurricanes loss, Boston loss, Florida loss. So they're really starting to. This is where they're going to start to kind of fall off. We could really make up bit. some space there. They're going to win against the Rangers. I think they could play them tough. They're going to win against the Canadians, and they're even going to win against Chicago. Then lose to the Islanders and Buffalo. Win against the Blue Jackets. Win against the Canadians. So I'm not. I'm not dicing them down, right? I'm giving them. I'm giving them some wins, but I'm trying to be logical. Uh, another loss against the Rangers. I'll even give them to him an OT. Um, loss against us, because obviously I predicted that. And then finally they'll end the season with, say, an overtime loss to the Caps. That winning scenario for them would give them 22 points for a total of 91 at the end of the year. And my prediction was 92 for the Devils. That would put us in third. Well, this is very I- dramatic. Uh, photo finish you've created there, Bob. Yes, I love it. I like it, yes. and it, I, I, I think it is going to be a photo finish. Um, yeah. Well, at least it should be if the Devils make up this ground. But like, there's forget like we. I've said it a long time, and I honestly do not even look at the wild card standings. This team should not even be looking to see what Toronto or Tampa Bay is doing or Detroit's doing or any of these other. 
have one team in your sights, that's the Flyers. That's your ticket to the playoffs. You have to make up the seven points, and you have to knock them yeah. out. That's and, that's the way. I never in. thought we were going to be in this. The, and the shitty thing is about the way the NHL likes to line us up now. In this scenario, <clears throat> I have us playing to 92 points and being above the wild card point standings. Like the Red Wings are going to get in with like 97, right. 98, and we, we can potentially get in with 92 um, just by being third. So, you know, none of this it doesn't mean every single game is going to come out, but it just shows a few different scenarios between the three of us. Yeah. That we've shown that anything one way or the other could do better. But for sure, and we've been saying this for a while now, Chris let it. Um, it's probably not a wild card situation. The best bet is to get in under the Flyers. Yeah, I, that's the only way I think they're going to do it. Um, I think Detroit's playing some great hockey right now. Tampa Bay, uh, even, you know, Tampa Bay is still looking at that third spot too and thinking maybe we can knock uh, Toronto out of there. So They I might mean, be those... the team that, like, you you don't want them to make the playoffs because just, like, we have very low confidence going to the playoffs. Uh, they, I mean, you throw a Tampa and, and they are just, they could do anything. You never know yeah. which way they're going to go. And it, look, if the Devils get their goaltending situation right and they get themselves a solid defenseman and, you know, possibly Dougie Hamilton even coming back. But if, if Fitzgerald makes those moves and gets a true number one goalie in here, I think if we match up first round against the Hurricanes and they do not take care of their, they stand pat and in, in their goalie, uh, goalie search. Um, I think we have the advantage. I yep. think and we I can will beat tell you them this in the too. first I round. I think that even without the goalie change, I think Dawes, there is a world in which Dawes does this, where Dawes can pull off the necessary performances to get us, even my rosy scenario. I think it's possible. I think he's got it. When, when you know, when I know he, he didn't have the, the help, best game against good. the Rangers, but he was. It, that, I mean, that that's fine that game because there was no no one was going to win that game for him. Right. So I think and, there's and, definitely some people out there that would hear this and think maybe it's ludicrous to think that we can beat the Canes in a playoff series. But you'd have to understand where we're coming from. We're coming from a standpoint of what we just predicted that the Devils are now going to outplay the way they've played fighting for a playoff. So they're going to come in a different team. We're not saying Devils, as they are today, can beat yeah. Carolina in a playoff series. We're saying if this lines up the way it should, right. then it's a different scenario going into the playoffs. If they can knock Philly out, and because to, to do that, they have to be playing this playoff style. Uh, right. Their best They would, hockey. by definition, have to be. Yeah. For the next uh, two really- months, they've got to play their yeah. best hockey to even get in. So once that you know puck drops for game one of the first round – this team should be, you know, uh, battle ready, battle tested, and they should yeah. be ready to go. And I hope um, fans see that because I get it, dude. I mean, all over everything I saw, we're done, we're done, we're done. And I get it. I feel that. I see that is a realistic scenario that we're done. But listen, the, we've had the shows where we said alive. the same thing. We, yeah. we, we are not done yet, and um, there is a chance that they uh, have a, a real future. And, that, and that's the craziness despite – like we yeah. said, how bad they've played, the window is right there. Yeah, the Philly's fact that right they are there. still like, in striking distance that they can make the right. playoffs is crazy. With how up and down, inconsistent, piss poor this team has played a lot of the times. Yeah, but the stars um, do have to align. Yeah, and they, you know they got to wake up if they, you know, if they go. I'm gonna feel much better if we win the next two. Okay, if you they can go into Anaheim, beat a team that you should beat and do it the way we did maybe against the Sharks, and we 
beat them by a couple goals where this isn't a, you know, biting our nails down to the wire with five minutes left in the third and hope that we pull a rabbit out of our ass. I'm saying beat them handily. And then we go and beat the Kings, which is a team that maybe we shouldn't beat on a back-to-back. I will feel much better. And then if they can somehow pull off a win against the Panthers, I think that would change this team's psyche 100%. Four in a row, beating... change my lineup to almost now filter into what Dan said just by winning that much in the beginning of that set. Yeah. You know, so yeah, there's a whole bunch of different scenarios. This, this, this five game stretch here, I think is one of the most important stretches and that's after Friday night's game. And that's the Kings, the Panthers, the blues, the Canes, the Rangers, that five game stretch against the Rangers, the Canes, the Panthers, and the Kings are all really good teams with the blues who are, you know, fighting for a playoff spot and on the bubble right now. So it's not like they're going to be pushovers. But those five games, I think that's going to be telling of what the rest of the season yeah. does. And I'm really aware that, you know, like, I don't know about you guys, when I see that, oh, there's a chance of a snowstorm uh, next Tuesday, something really, if it's not two or three days away, I'm not even going to give a shit about it. Right. So we realize there's a worthlessness baked in here. But unlike the weather, Absolutely. there's a lot at stake here and a lot more fun. It's a lot more exciting to dream the dream, see what's going to happen, how it's going to shake down. And you start envisioning what that team looks like. That gets exciting. You know, It's all there. So, like It's yeah, all right absolutely. there. And all they have to do is engaging put it together. This. Yeah. And yeah. all this is for naught. If they go into Anaheim Friday and lose, I will lose my shit. Like, yeah. I don't know if I could take another loss to a team that bad when this is what we're trying to do. Yeah. And and if they do lose to the Ducks, I, I, I then I honestly think it's over. Then I, I mean, it's just you you just can't keep giving away points, and that's what it comes down to. Because the good teams are just you play that way against these good teams. We see what happens. They're five one, four one, well, six two. We well, get let's face smoked. it, guys. It, it, I was I was the most optimistic out of all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So let me just tell you, if if but I were also high as a right now, yeah, that's right. I got a lot of reasons to. <laughs> Here's if I was to keep with this optimism, right? It would be, hold on a second. Um, I would have to say if let's say we lost every goddamn game uh-huh. up until March sixteenth against the Coyotes, I'd uh-huh. have to turn around and say, "Guys, this is it. We're running sixteen in a row." <laughs> <laughs> and then you could tell me to go fuck myself. That's good. Yeah, I would say go fuck yourself. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, exactly. they can't do that. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, I do want to jump into the uh, the news that came out of uh, Calgary today, but before that, we're just going to say a little shout out to our DraftKings uh, sponsor here. Oh, did anybody see the SNL? Uh, no, the Saturday. No, I. There, they got a great. Uh, DraftKings esque spoof on there. I oh yeah, to see, it was hilarious. I gotta, I gotta send it to you guys. All right, I'm gonna check it Sorry. out. No, it's uh, I, <laughs> I want to hear it because maybe we'll just play that instead of this. Oh yeah, we, we know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. And this week, new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and. With code THPN and new customers, bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. 
gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Now, Bob, yes. you have some news. I do. I didn't hear about this, so please. I just saw it right before we came on. I don't have any additional updates, which Are makes it be more, a rodeo in more, more fun to speculate. The Stampeders. Basically, what happened is the Devils helped facilitate a trade between Calgary and Dallas to send Tanev to Dallas. In doing so, we are retaining, I believe, 50% of Tanev's remaining salary this year, which is one point something million. And we gave up um, a, a goalie, Cole Bradley, from like the 2009. He was picked like 127th. And uh, I forget who Calgary gets back. But basically, Dallas gets Tanith, and we jumped in to help them by retaining the salary. Um, to this point, that's all that's nice. it is. It's a financial move. So my question is, is this playing nice with Calgary for a reason? We know that they had a hang-up before about retaining salary, and now we've literally saved their ass on a trade. So I just wanted to open it up, wildly speculating, of course. Um, could this be something that sweetens the deal and the understanding between possibly reopening the Markstrom trade? And more importantly, what about Hannafin? Mm. And are the Devils really ready to pull like a big deal? I think I think a lot of people at this wow. point would probably say, oh, my God, you know what? It's too late, right? We we should have got the goaltender before. How many wins can that goaltender help us get now at the end of the year? Um, even though he does set us up for a couple of years, maybe while Dawes seasons or somebody else. But if they're really playing nice and nice, sense, what though? about like, – Does this happen? That is, is this somebody doing somebody a solid here? You don't just do a solid. You do it. <laughs> now, now, we did get um, – I think – we got a pick too. We got Dallas's like fourth or fifth round pick in 2026. So it's nothing great. It is a pick mm-hmm. for money, right? I think it's a fourth round pick in 2026. So it's a pick for money. So that's not useless, but that's just kind of the, the thing you got to throw in Seems there. Seems like the minimum hey. you have to do because otherwise we're just paying their bill. Well, exactly. yeah. I mean, a- answer me this. It, it, does this make any sense if there's not uh, something else imminent in the pipeline here? Yeah, yeah. like uh, to me that doesn't make any sense. Well, it's just something about you it like do this. to get to the floor. You don't do it when you're a competing team. If Calgary, Calgary has a problem retaining money in any other deals, and now we've just retained money for them. We've taken that off their books, which would right. mean maybe now we can work out a deal that says, you know, more of a straight swap or however the money that Calgary needs it to work out. Wow. It's interesting. You know, it definitely is interesting. Now, you know, you mentioned Hannafin and Markstrom. I mean, yeah, in a perfect world, you pull off a big trade and get both of those guys sure. in there. Um, you know, especially this is the other thing. Like, this is where Tom Fitzgerald needs to act now. He really cannot wait till the 8th of Looks March. Looks like he is. I know, That's which crazy. is only a, a week away. But still, like, you, there's too many games there that you. I think you have to act ASAP 
I don't. I mean, last I heard, Chris. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Noah Hannafin rather was uh, wanted to go to Tampa. That's mm-hmm. the last I heard. Now he is in the UFA, so if he comes, you know, he might just say thanks for everything. Jersey's cool. I'm going to go test my mm-hmm. uh, worth on the on the free agency market, and he's gone. So, so I don't know what you're willing to really give up for him. So if, if that's part of the deal, it doesn't look like that would be a safe bet to be the only part of the deal. So right. that really signals Markstrom. It does, right? But well, we still I have. Mean, the, yeah, because otherwise, I mean, you're you're going for a, a, a Ufa who said he really doesn't want to be with you after this year. Clearly a rental, and you're going to. Well, he trade, didn't say that. Guess. He just yeah. mentioned he wanted to go to Tampa. Now, whether or not yeah. he does come here and maybe we sign him like we did. And I don't know player, how much stock there is when, when we hear that kind of thing. Players saying, oh, I'd like to go to Tampa and all that. But, you know, there's yeah, how about right. there's another possibility that we've done before if they worked it out. Because a lot of players, UFAs, they do want their payday. Sign, sign trade, and trade. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's in the works. Maybe they're like, hey, we're working on a seven-year deal. You know, you guys sign them. We'll t- I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it, I don't see why, you know, Fitz would jump in and this do this. He's not doing this for a fourth-round pick. Speculation. I fucking love it. Right? I love yeah. it. So this in your world, shit. Bobby, mm. Calgary is going to announce a extension for Noah Hannafin in a sign-and-trade him and Markstrom to New Jersey – I freaking Before, love it. I, I don't. What? I don't know. I don't know about the last part. I don't hey, know about the last far. part. Give me. Yeah. Give me the giveaway. But if, yeah. Okay. What are we going to do? I think I even put a, one of my predictions with that the Markstrom trade would happen this week. Right. You so, did say that. Holy I did shit. say that. Right. Wow. Bobby so looked like a genius. That's the key part of the trade. I don't know about the sign in trade with Hannafin, but okay. Let's just say. Bobby, all right. You know, call that now, and we will give you. The, if you nail this trade today, you win the whole game. Not yeah. not just you. We, Tony will lick your asshole. Please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he's going to do that anyway. It's like the 90s. As soon as you get him a plane ticket to the U.S., <laughs> he's right, right on your hole. Yeah. He's all over your little mm-hmm. balloon this, knot. Uh, a trade like that would have to be, I mean, I, I still think one of our goaltenders has to go the other way. Um, I think it's definitely Holtz. I think it's definitely a high um, AHL player, probably like a Casey or something like that. I think it's still another pick, probably a first round pick. Okay. And then oh, since yeah. we're getting I'm a D man, we'll give him a D man too. You say Brat or you, no, you, no. no. So you think that the biggest name on the roster we're losing right now is, is Holtz on the or roster? The, no, um, Vanacek maybe, maybe uh, Vanacek Holtz. Um, okay. gotcha. Casey down below a first round pick, and okay. I think defense they need somebody too. Maybe um, uh, Pataka or somebody. You know that he was a solid. Uh, I'd rather you know, prospect. I would too, but I don't know if they're going to yeah. take that. If they yeah. have a money problem, why are they going to take the four million dollar player? They want to. They want to rebuild. Well, let me point, let me ask you a question because I, I I know like there are the, you know a lot of people that think that a guy like Jesper Brad is untouchable, and I think that Jesper Brad going in a trade that doesn't give us both guys for term is crazy. But let's say that your sign and trade uh, craziness was came to be right and now you have noah hannafin on let's say five years you have uh markstrom for the next two do you put brat in there or even better if you have noah hannafin for let's say five years do you part with shimon nemich that's interesting Mm, no you say no i yeah i just i don't think that's a wise move you know we've for noah hannafin 
I mean, essentially, you're getting Noah Hannafin for four or five years. It would really depend on what else we gave up. I, I don't know. I just I I have been on record as saying between Luke and Nemec, I honestly don't know who's going to be the better NHL player for the rest of his career. I can tell you who that's going to be. It's Luke Hughes. Right. I did concede to that eventually that I do think Luke will ultimately be the better guy. I just saw that stat today. The second time in 10 days, he was like the fastest skating defenseman. And, oh, really? And, yeah. Like the kid is unbelievable. But Nemec, I, I don't know. You just don't find guys like that. So I, don't I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Um, like I, it wouldn't be my first move, but I, I don't know if, I, if my feet were to the fire. I don't know if I wouldn't pull the trigger on that. If it was, like you said, a sign and trade that gave us term on Hannafin and we have Jacob Markstrom, I, I think I might do that. I would probably do a Brat and a Holt throw in a defenseman like of their choice <laughs> other than Nemec. Even like and Ball. Luke. I hate to get rid of Ball because he's got a unique role he fills. But Ball or Nemec? Come on. Really? Because I, I mean, I, I see where you're going, but at ball. the same time, but. I look at how Ball's been playing these last few weeks, and you can kind of see that this guy's ceiling, it might be a lot higher than we thought it was. Yeah. And yeah, no, it uh, could be maybe, like a mini Chara or something. Yeah, like maybe he can be that type of player. So, I, I mean, look, I, I if in a perfect world, I want Nemec and Hughes and, and uh, Ball together for the next 10 years, but... I, I also think that it we, we have enough to give away. I think that it doesn't have to be a nemage. Uh I wouldn't want to, but I, I would have to really think if that was like the main sticking point. I, I think I'd be lo- if I was Fitzgerald over that, I'd be losing sleep because that's a tough one. I mean, if that's the only part yes. of the defensive component that you have to do, so forget about the other halves of the goaltender and all. Like, if you do the sign and trade for Hannafin, you just got to give us Nemec, and then the goaltender trade its own thing, which is a easier trade in yeah. a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a Holtz, it's Vanacek, it's a first well, You can have as many prospects as you want. I don't right. give a shit. You know, we're loaded. Um, then then maybe. And it'd be one of those things where I'd probably hate it. But if we're lifting the cup in two or three years, I'm going to remember, oh, yeah, we had that guy for a while. <laughs> you know, I don't know. What about you, Dan? I am with you, Chris. This is a tough one to do. It is really tough. Um, let's say the whole deal including Markstrom is on a line for this. Yeah. I think you got to do it. Yeah. It's tough. I think right? you got to, if they held you to it, like, no, we don't, we want Nevich. Yeah. I think you got to do it. And, and to be uh, honest, it's going to, it's going to hurt, but how do you not do it? Unless you really think we got really no shot this year and it's, it's, or it's not a sign and trade. So you're, you know, right. we're talking, then that goes out the window. You can't, no, you're not giving them up for a rental, no doubt. No. That's why I said you know, the only way would be with term, Yeah, that right. you would even consider it. I just feel like um, part of the deal that has to happen is a bigger forward player because there's already talk now, okay, you know, do do we sign, you know, who who do we sign? Mercer, everyone thinks, yeah, you can get it done to Foley. Like, but again, there's that log jam. There's, we still have that problem of like Timo Myers finally playing on the first or second line, yeah. for example. So I just feel like a big forward needs to probably go in one of these trades. So my hope would be that big forward would take away from the Nemec Me desire. Too, Definitely. This is right. only a scenario that Chris posed if it had to be defenseman centric here. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we could definitely suffer losing forwards and, much more easily. Yeah. 
And I, I mean, it definitely feels like something is imminent. You don't do this for just because, like you said, being a nice guy. You know, you're you're running a well, hockey team yeah, to I try mean, and you know. He's win been a nothing Cup. short of brilliant. I mean, Gerald, uh, so I could, that would be a is a, is a fourth round group. pick two yeah. years from now worth one point two million? I don't think so. No, I mean <laughs> that's a lot found, of money. And and look, you could have found any any partner to dance with you on that. You know, you were looking somebody, a team to retain 1.2 million for a fourth round uh, pick in two yeah. years. A lot of teams would take that. Yeah. Why, why was it us? Why did New Jersey That's jump what I'm in saying. and I, do I'm going to yeah. be very excited to get back on X and see if there's any updates or what people are saying now. Cause I'm sure our fan base is eating it up. That's um, interesting. Uh, yeah. I didn't even see that today. Can't, I mean, it can't mean nothing. That's all I'm saying. Right. No, I agree yeah, with you on that. It doesn't make sense. So, you know, maybe, maybe tomorrow will be the day and it's like, you know, we hear it. All right. So I'm on X now. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, there are a couple of things here. Um, Chris Tanev, Devil's Legend, February 28th, 2024, 8.30 p.m. to 8.35 p.m. <laughs> I like that. Brilliant. So I guess we, uh, oh, wait, what's this one? I can't believe how ignorant of the law the mass public is. This is about Richard Nixon. What the shit? Oh, Does yeah, Chris you know, Tanev get a complimentary a everything bagel for his service for the Devils? I uh, can't believe I'm <laughs> saying this, but Blues, please win for Jordan. And, oh, no one cares about that. The Devils sit five points back of a playoff spot in the East or next few games. I don't know. That's nothing. It's just trying to check out the stuff on that. So apparently we they traded Tanev to us. They did like uh, they did with uh, Jonathan Quick last year mm-hmm. with Columbus. That was great, and they put it on their website. You know, thanks for all your service. Sure. <laughs> um, so we did get Tanip. We were right all year. We got him. Yeah, we did get him. <laughs> yeah, That's Fitzgerald's it. like, I heard you guys wanted this guy, so I did it. I shut the fuck up. I'm are they really making a, a Naked Gun reboot with Liam Neeson? Uh, apparently, they are. Only if OJ's in it. We'll let you. <laughs> yeah, it's only one point one two five million. It doesn't say anything else. I'm going through here. I really don't see too much on here, but I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense unless we're missing something. Yeah. No, I really just think it's a, a scratch your back, scratch my back situation, and not that they're going to make an uneven trade out of it, but it really right. just opens up. It's dialogue between two GMs that want to make something happen. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's the olive branch, you know. If the deal was uh, at you know poo-pooed when Calgary came here, which it looked like they were real close to making it. And then Tom Fitzgerald didn't pull the trigger. Um, and Mark's from Ocade coming here. So that's, you know, that to me would have been the hardest part, in my opinion, like going into this, like Markstrom's never going to want to come here, but he does. So man, if, if they pulled that off, could you imagine if they pulled that off? And when we come back here uh, on Monday to play the Panthers, Jacob Markstrom is in net for the devils. I'll change that to a win. Something else. Holy yeah. shit. I mean, if that doesn't get this team fired up, uh, then nothing will. Yeah. But last night was a uh, you know at least a good step in the right direction, man, because there were too many games this year where we lose that four to three, mm-hmm. you know, and we play terribly. Like, it was yep. just great seeing, because it seemed like everything they were shooting last night was going in, which was awesome. I mean, when, yeah. how many times this year have they scored seven goals? Not many. No. Yeah, yeah, I think, time, uh, I would guess. We got once and maybe was there an eight? No. Not no, even. I don't think so this year. I was really hoping for ten yesterday. I was like, oh man, they're gonna keep on going here. Let's get ten. Yeah, but they let you down. They they always let me down. Bunch of fucking slackers. So anything else that you boys want to touch on tonight? That does it, man. That's that was it. fun. It's so nice having That's you fun. back, Dan. 
Yeah, me too. I was, I'm super happy to be here tonight. So where are you doing this podcast? Because you're all quiet and you look like you're in a closet. No, I'm actually in the living room. It's like all chill. The lights out. Everybody's yeah. sleeping. Uh, they're uh, they're oh, out they're... up and about, you know. Right. But it's all you know quiet right now. They're all everybody's in their rooms. How long was the surgery, Dan? I think they only had me uh, actually, you know, cut open, start to finish, like an hour and twenty minutes or something. But you know, you go there and it takes a while to get going. All right. Uh, it took them forever to weed whack the hair off me. You and, didn't uh, shave first. They tell you not to, believe it or really? not. Really? Yeah, that. they thought I was going to fuck it up. I shave anyway, um, so. And no, that that was really quick. And then really just coming out of uh, anesthesia. I hate coming out of anesthesia. It just wasn't too bad. Uncomfortable, was right. like horrible feeling for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't do just well. sick forever. I did ask them yeah. for my parts. I wanted to make <laughs> a shift knob. Yet? Or, you know, maybe you have a dual <laughs> use. Make it knob like, out of the ball joint. Oh, that would have been the best. You know, I put it in my car, you know, that'd be fucking awesome. I already got a white shift knob on that thing. And that would be so cool. But no, they didn't do it. I think it's wrong. I, I think I it's wrong, too. Maybe you know, we can so, into into their, the uh, garbage or, their, you know, waste and and that's, that's the their medical waste and try and find your... That's what I was saying. I was saying to my brothers, like, I want, you know, do you want to do me a favor? Because they were asking me, go get my... Go get my... Uh, my femur. I don't want it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're really happy that you're back and that you're yeah, feeling man. better and that you made it. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we are going to wrap believe it up. you did the show. No, it's all awesome. crazy, son of a bitch. Listen, yeah, Uncle Puck. I actually feel totally normal. This Weird. is what Dan brings gotta, to this show. Got to uh, use a walker to get to the bathroom, but hopefully only for a few days. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, whatever yeah. you, as long as you're going to be up and about in a couple of weeks, then who gives a shit? That's the idea. Yeah, so um, well, thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, drop us a line on uh, at Uncle Puckers on X or uh, at UnclePuckers at gmail.com. Wherever you're listening to us, a positive review, five-star rating, a like, a subscription, a download goes a long way to help us promote this little show of ours. For Dan and Bobby, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers, and we'll see you when we see you. And we are going to have to forego our outro tonight. So. All right. Yeah. So extra, out. extra bye-byes. 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 <laughs> Later, skater.